this is Godliness with Contentment, episode 41. My name is Keno Hanna, and I'm here to have a conversation about how to win with money from the Bible's perspective. I believe that it is possible for Christians, people of faith, to reach financial independence. What can you expect? Well, you can expect one episode uh, per week, and during that time, I want to help myself and you to see what the Bible has to say about handling money or handling wealth. We are currently on a journey through the Bible and are looking at wealthy people in the Bible, and specifically those who are people of God. This is the this is the ninth installment, and today we look at King Hezekiah. So last week, we looked at um, Proverbs 31, the wife of noble character. So if you haven't um, listened to that episode yet, I encourage you to go and listen to that one. But Hezekiah today. So he shows up in 2 Kings 18. The Bible tells us that he is 25 years old when he becomes king. And he reigns for 29 years. Second Kings 29.3 tells us that he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father David had done. Now, that's noteworthy because that's not said about many of the kings of Judah. In fact, right after Hezekiah is his son Manasseh, and Manasseh was a terrible king. But Hezekiah trusted in God, and God was with him, making him successful in whatever he did. Hezekiah witnesses the capture of Samaria by the Assyrians. That was in his sixth year. And then in his 14th year, the Assyrians, they wanted to come and take you know, Judah and Jerusalem as well. Hezekiah pays a massive amount of silver and gold to the king of Assyria to appease him, but it wasn't enough. The Assyrians wanted to take Jerusalem. The king of Assyria sends his guys to threaten Jerusalem and tell them, in hearing of the people, not to trust in Hezekiah, and even he goes so far, they go so far as to say, don't even trust in God. They said, this is what the Assyrians said, that no one, right, so nothing or anyone could prevail against the Assyrians. Hezekiah gets this message and he lays it out before God in prayer. The prophet Isaiah, he goes to Hezekiah and tells him what God would do. The king of Assyria would leave Jerusalem alone and go back home only to be killed there. So Isaiah makes this prophecy about what would happen. And then 2 Kings 19, 35-37 says, That night the angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000 in the Assyrian camp. When the people got up the next morning, there were all the dead bodies. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, broke camp and withdrew. He returned to Nineveh and stayed there, one day 
while he was worshipping in a temple of his god Nisroch, his sons, Adrimelech and Shareza, killed him with the sword, and they escaped to the land of Ararat. And Esarhaddon, his son, succeeded him as king. I may have messed up some of those names, but you get the idea. Well, the, the big idea is, don't mess with God. So, when the king of Assyria and his people start talking foolishness about, hey, don't even trust in your God because he can't stop us. That's a big problem. So, don't mess with God. Then, in chapter 20, it tells us that Hezekiah develops an illness that threatens his life. In fact, Isaiah goes to Hezekiah and tells him that he must prepare for his death. Right? Kind of get your house in order. Hezekiah, however, prays to God and God gives him another 15 years of life. We see that Hezekiah takes troubles to God and God delivers. We saw it now these two times. One with the Assyrians and here with his own illness. The last bit we read about him is in chapter 20. The king of Babylon, so it's a different king, different place. King of Babylon hears about Hezekiah's illness and sends him a letter and a gift with the king's messengers. And I want to read this piece here. And this is in chapter 20, verses 13 to 17. So follow along with me. We're going somewhere. It says, Hezekiah received the envoys and showed them all that was in his storehouses, the silver, the gold, the spices, and the fine olive oil, his armory, and everything found among his treasures. There was nothing in his palace or in all his kingdom that Hezekiah did not show them. Then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah sorry, and asked, What did those men say? And where did they come from? From a distant land, Hezekiah replied, they came from Babylon. The prophet asked, What did they see in your palace? They saw everything in my palace, Hezekiah said. There is nothing among my treasures that I did not show them. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord. The time will surely come when everything in your palace and all that your predecessors have stored up until this day will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord. Rough. Yikes. What, what went wrong here? What, what was the issue? Well, I believe a, a key is found. It always helps when we can find keys in the scriptures, right? Different scriptures that helps us to understand what's going on. A key is found, and if you understood what's going on from that, kudos to you. It always helps me to find other scriptures. A key is found in Second Chronicles 32 and 21. It says, but when envoys were sent by the rulers of Babylon to ask him, that's Hezekiah, about the miraculous sign that had occurred in the land, God left him to test him and to know everything that was in his heart. 
So when the envoys came, Hezekiah shows them everything. His wealth, right? His treasures, everything. Now, as we read, it's not recorded that he gave glory to God. I believe that this is the missing piece. The miraculous things that happened in the land were not because of Hezekiah's wealth or knowledge, but it was because he relied on God when in trouble and God delivered. Right? Stuff happened. He goes to God in prayer. He cries out. God delivers. Now is some portion of peace, but Hezekiah does not give glory to God. And this one hits me personally because I don't know about you, but I need to remember to always give glory to God. He has blessed and every good thing I have comes from him. I can't forget that. And I say I can't forget it, but more importantly, I can't forget to proclaim that, right? I can't forget to tell others where the blessings have come from. God has blessed, but he also wants me to tell people that he is the source and I'm not the source. And that's what we need to do in our own lives individually. We need to give glory to God for blessing us in the way that he does. And so a couple things I think we can learn from Hezekiah this morning is that when in trouble, go to God. And then when God delivers and blesses, give glory to God. When I was uh, recording this and trying to come up with what I would call this particular episode, and I kind of settled on Hezekiah gave glory to God. But there were some other things I was thinking about, right? For example, don't show them all the stuff, right? So that was one of the things I was going to say as my title. Um, and then I went to, well, don't brag about your possessions. And then kind of brag about the God who gave you the stuff. And I think that goes to what I got from the end of it, which is give glory to God. So God has blessed you with whatever little bit of wealth you have, or whatever plenty wealth you have. Give glory to him. Let people know where it has come from, that God is the source, not you. This is all I have for you today. I encourage you to join me next time we take a look at Esther. Also, please invite your friends and family to listen to the podcast. Tell them search for Godliness with Contentment wherever they listen to podcasts. This is Kino Hanna signing off saying, check you later.